Does everybody know what time it is? Tool time! That's right, it's grunt work. I can dream of the old days. I was beautiful then. I remember the time I knew what happiness was. It was back before we started Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement that actually loves you back. I'm your host, Truman, the Remember That Funny Thing I Did a Few Years Ago man caps, and with me as always is my co-host Landon, the No Joke Here Because Our Writers Took the Week Off man, Solano. Uh, Landon, wow, that was a roller coaster of an intro. I know it was. I'm I'm a little thrilled and a little queasy afterwards. Yeah, well, your your memories are that your happiness was before you started the podcast, and yet this is the podcast, the only podcast that loves you back. Yes. Uh, so I just I don't know what to do with all this uh, conflating uh, emotion and and non reciprocal nature of things. Sometimes uh, love is complicated, Landon. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, someone once asked, "What is love?" and we still never really got an answer baby don't hurt me uh this show hurts me more uh sometimes <laughs> uh here we are landon Truman, it's good to see you buddy. it's good to see you too you know what i was thinking about earlier today tool time yes we've lot li- we've watched a lot of things happen on home improvement we have and, and, and we watched them again this week well this is th- but that's really the thing it's the negative spaces that show like we mm. only watched a recap of everything that happened on the show within a show yes on the show that we watch uh-huh. and that in itself felt like a lot never mind the fact that probably 80 percent of every one of those episodes was stuff that didn't happen on tool time <laughs> Um, True. We have been here for some time. Wow, that was a high-pitched way of saying that. Uh, Landon, it's only going to get weirder. Well, uh, let me tell you, we're essentially at the halfway mark. Wow. The the mid-series. So I decided that this episode is going to be a two-parter. Yes. I decided. You... This is my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am the one who knocks, Skyler. <laughs> I've been re-watching Breaking Bad. Great show, nice. great show. Uh, um... No, so I figured uh, since, you know, at the end of the season we'll have our normal Super Spectacular, uh, that this, since we have a two-part clip show on our hands, this is essentially looking back at the last four seasons. It's what we're, closest we're going to get to a mid-series special. Yes. So, you know, there's not a lot of planning that went into this. It's going to be a little ad hoc. There's going to be a lot of filler. Oh, yes. (laughs) Much, but we're staying true to the show as usual. Yes, true. Um, I want to fill you in also on another aspect of, of the production of, the, of this episode and the way this episode came together. I texted Landon like five days ago, hey, I'm, I just remembered I'm leaving town for 13 days on, uh, on this coming Tuesday and we actually do this podcast every week? What? <laughs> and Landon, like a good producer, kind of flew into action and came up with uh, how we could uh, make this work. So... You hear that? I did hear that. That's the uh, the brakes on the bus working before it rolls you over from throwing yourself underneath it. I well, I threw my because you are you are too nice to throw me <laughs> under the bus, and I am I feel like I have to be I have to throw myself under the bus. That's the only way for it to happen, and that's why I I as the bus driver am stopping the bus before I kill you. I, but then 
the bomb on the bus goes off because you went under 50 oh, miles an hour. I now you this is a and all movie. those. Well, I mean, Alfred Hitchcock's speed would be amazing. No, he blows up a, a bus of kids in uh, an old movie. Oh, okay. Well, that's metal. I can't as hell. remember. Is it? It might be downhill. I can't remember what it is, but it's like one of his very early talkies. I. I'm still kind of hung up on trying to imagine Keanu Reeves and Jeff Daniels in an Alfred Hitchcock movie. And uh, honestly, Speed would be a, a, a type of Hitchcock. Yeah. Like if he could do rope in a speeding bus. I could really, I could see Alfred Hitchcock's Speed being an amazing movie. I agree, yes. I don't think it would have... I mean, I don't think it would have that scene at the beginning where where uh, Jeff Daniels and Ken Reeves are rushing to the scene of the first bomb threat and they jump their car like fucking 30 feet off a Probably hill in the not, middle of downtown no. L.A. doesn't seem like proper police procedure. But uh, no, but I could see that movie otherwise being a very kind of tense and uh, and uh, very gripping. Uh, not yeah. that it isn't already. Speed is dope, but. I need to revisit Speed, especially in this Keanu sense that we're experiencing right now. <laughs> all, be- all because he's given a couple really good answers on talk shows when asked about <laughs> philosophical questions. Not only that, I mean, people, oh, he's great. people I mean, are picking on a lot of things. Like he, there's, there's a whole mini uh, uh, attention, I don't know what you want to call it, of him knowing how to, uh, he's mastered the art of taking pictures with women without uh, being creepy. Oh, good for Keanu. Like he, he has his arm around them, but his hand isn't touching them. Uh, the hover hand. The hover hand. But, you know, it's endlessly cool though you know if i did it i'd just be like i'm too mm. afraid to touch a girl yeah uh but he's got to like completely uh 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 what's the word i'm looking for effortless yeah you know when you do it it's like i'm too scared to touch a girl and when ken does it he's like whoa there's a girl here <laughs> but i'm not touching her because she's not real there is no girl um he, yeah no i'm i'm all about the kianessance yeah. and uh i i think speed really does i mean i don't think it holds up as well as die hard but uh <laughs> i honestly i mean i think I, we talked about this on a recent episode i mean it is a movie about public transit in la killing you i mean it's like like it's yes. they start on a bus they end on the newly being built red line uh it's basically a movie about they're running through 7th street metro center station shooting guns and somehow innocent people aren't getting killed <laughs> anyway welcome back to this yeah this is pre-Columbine, pre-every uh, shooting ever. Yeah, action movies. Back when it's it's like how you watch the original, like the earliest James Bond movies, and he would like smoke and wear hats and stuff because yeah. that was what was cool. Then we we're in a less complicated time before men ruined fedoras and smoking ruined smoking. Yeah, and Americans just ruined action movies. Yeah, period. Well, we invented them. We give us, we can take us away. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, and honestly, and honestly, uh, you know, Americans don't need to try to make action movies anymore because uh, the best action movie, The Fifth Element, was made by a French guy. So there you go. <laughs> eh, a problematic French guy. <laughs> oh yes, a very. Pre- Actually, I remember when I heard those allegations about him. I was like, I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I shouldn't be. Thus, su- I'm not. Uh, yeah, it's not. He's if anyone was going to be a weird creep, it would be the it would be Francis Michael Bay. He's basically <laughs> Pepe Le Pew meets Michael Bay. Uh, oh my goodness! Well, if you can't tell, um, this is Michael Bay. Watch our show about Michael Bay. <laughs> there is actually a podcast uh, called Baywatch Watch. Oh, which, that must uh, be a really difficult podcast to make. Maybe, oh, lordy. Maybe we need to get in touch with them to see what their thoughts on Pamela Anderson is. I'm sure. As we're looking back at old cast members on the show this week. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, the, all of the memories. I was kind of, I appreciated in this episode that we did see some Pamela Anderson. Yeah. They didn't just delete her out of history. That's they didn't, true, yeah. They didn't 1984 this bitch. <laughs> um, well, I guess we should talk about 
the show that we're here to talk about. I think is listeners, there a way we could not? <laughs> I, think, I think listeners can tell we're padding this episode as much as possible. Um, is there a way we could talk about Muppet Babies again? <laughs> that really helped me. Well, hey, man, we're, if <laughs> if, uh, if Home Improvement is imparting on us their greatest hits, uh, you know, why can't we do the same? Yeah. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rely on you as the editor to just plop in uh, our Muppet Babies episode here. Just plop it right in there. Okay, let's talk about. No, we should talk about this episode. Okay. All right. So. Oh wait, I I didn't get to finish uh, kind of mentioning oh. this being the mid series thing. I wanted to just give some expectations of what yes. to say here. Great expectations. Uh, we put out an epic tweet time. So yes. we're gonna handle tweet time a little bit differently this week than we have uh, in our since we started doing it. Gonna I'm gonna intersperse um, the tweet time tweets. Uh, throughout all both two episodes that we're doing here, so I'll be getting constantly surprised by them out of <laughs> no, the... no, no, no. I'm not going to do them out of transitions because that would be a little cruel, uh, exhausting for me. I mean, you saw me have a stroke when I was trying to picture that transition that one time. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> my, I was mopping up blood. <laughs> my eyes are bouncing Bruce. back and forth. My lips started to what do you call it? Tremble, sag, uh, sag. Yeah, yeah, drool came out, and in the reflection of the drool was a tweet. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> Oh Jesus! How long is okay? Can we just? Oh my God! This is—it's so early. It's so early in the episode. It's not. It's three thirty in the afternoon. It's now. early in the episode, even if it's three thirty in the afternoon. Okay. Well, let me give you an example. Um, I asked. I I put it out to all of our tweets. Um, is that what we're gonna call them? I don't know. Grunt heads, whatever. Uh, what I wanted to hear what their favorite episodes were from the first four seasons. Oh yeah. So we got a a. Quite a smattering of uh, suggestions here. So okay. let's do the first one, yeah. shall we? With uh, with an old um, Patreon sponsor of ours, Tom. Oh, hey, Tom. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, this is like choosing your favorite child. I can totally relate. Yeah, to yeah. I, I, I have, I too have over 100 kids, most of whom <laughs> I don't like that much. Uh, he says, if I had to choose, it would probably be season two, episode nine. Do you know what episode that is? Fuck. No, Landon. <laughs> Don't ask stupid questions. Uh, where there's a will, there's a way. Oh, okay. That's a really good episode. This is the He says, this is the first episode where we really see the softer side of Tim and really highlights Tim, Allen's, uh, Tim Allen as an actor. Yeah, I would completely agree. That's a beautiful episode. Hashtag more Bauer. Hashtag I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to have you yeah. back, Tom, especially because I agree with you. I think that was one of my favorite <laughs> episodes from that season. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, that was, you know, I think they they mined that moment of him talking about his father and looking at the car a couple times since then to kind of, you know, uh, help draw out Tim's softer side, his more sensitive side uh, to counterbalance his hypermasculinity. To counterbalance everything. There was something real about that one. I don't think it's been as successful since then. No. It was really, because you could tell that Tim Allen was speaking from a personal place from his own father yeah he was drawing on something not just mugging not just yeah. dancing around with a uh with a uh, tape measure and that's not to discredit his acting ability but the, the all of it's way, good is yeah yeah the the fact that he's able to access that you know and able to to turn that into a performance you know is is masterful yeah uh, i that was where it really kind of turned for me um this the show that we we're watching was like oh okay they can start to deal with some you know, uh, bigger problems than just uh, who touched my my Allen wrench. Yes, exactly. I hate it when someone touches my Allen wrench. <laughs> How are you going to finish that IKEA furniture? I I don't. In most cases, I just start swearing at it and leave it half done. <laughs> do you throw just like uh, do you eat parts of it and then throw the rest on the floor like uh, your 
uh, like, like restaurant my pizza restaurant. Yeah, yeah, like Marinara Mike's. Yeah, uh, yeah that's kind of that's kind of what I do. I take a big bite out of the plot. <laughs> well, I, th- I throw all the extra uh, the the five extra screws onto the ground. Is the real thing. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call you George Foreman. Okay, go for it. I've never eaten a staircase yet, just because I've never been that hungry. And I don't think IKEA sells staircases. I would be. I'm. I feel like they sell so many things. Statistically speaking, they probably still sell staircases. <laughs> uh, okay. So tweet time is brought to us by John V, which we appreciate. Um, we will be returning to another tweet uh, later in the episode. Great. So, uh, thank you, Tom, for your your memories on season two, episode nine, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Um. Now we can go into what we do on the show, which is the synopsis. Of we, this show? We do the synopsis. We do... Yeah, that's part of what we do here, from my understanding. Yeah. I mean, we've only been here for uh, as many episodes as this is. <laughs> uh, I can tell you what it's about, if you'd like. I, I would. I mean, I already know what it's about, but I think for the people at home, you should tell me what it's about. Uh, okay, I will. Good. It goes like this. All right. One, two, three, four. Tim eats Polish food. Oh, God. That's I, it. I hate this song. Tim... But... <laughs> But Tim does eat Polish food. There's a sick Oompa band back into that. In probably the weirdest, I was I knew we were coming into a clip show. Yeah. I did not expect to open with a fuck ton of Polish food. <laughs> Tim eats some Polish food that keeps him up all night, so he decides to watch old tapes of Tool Time. Yep. That is the episode. That's what it is. That's how it works. Uh, uh, do you want to... Well, okay, so this uh, synopsis, uh, of course, is brought to us by Kirsty. And that's going to obviously carry over into part two of this because we're yeah. not going to synopsize a second episode. So yeah. thank you uh, in advance for both episodes synopsis, Kiersey. Thanks. Um, we're going to go into Guess That Title. Yes. And this is brought to us by Tom. Okay, Tom. Here's what I got. One. Clip show. <laughs> that's a freebie. You got to mark the free space on the bingo I like card. It. Okay, yep. Um, two. Acid reflux flashbacks. Okay. Like drugs. I get it, yeah. You know, like uh-huh. drugs. Okay. Three, kill bosses, kill. Kill bosses. Kill bosses. Uh, que pasa? Kill bossa. Uh, and Mi casa, su casa. <laughs> it's, it's, it's polyglot rhymes, uh, words that rhyme with other words. That's all this is. <laughs> um, and that's it. I've got, th- I've got three and those are the three. So close. What was it? It is called... Tool time after dark. Really? That's what it's called. God damn it. What? And and technically, it's called Tool Time After Dark and Tool Time After Dark Part Part 2. Now, I should mention, this is a two-part episode, or at least that's what IMDb led me to believe. It's... They both aired on April 11th, 1995, so they aired on the same night. I have to imagine it was... We didn't see opening and closing credits in the middle of the episode, so maybe they did air it as a one-hour special. I'm almost certain they aired it as a one-hour special. I think that they shot they set it up in such a way that in syndication it can be aired as a half as two half hour episodes yeah that's probably it they've done they did the same thing with some hour-long episodes of the office where it's like when they showed them it was just you go straight into it but then yeah. in syndication or on netflix or whatever they're done differently right. so uh yeah it was 
but we I, watched them together. We and we didn't kind of realize how far into it we like. We thought we were gonna get two separate episodes until we paused it and we're like, "Oh, yeah. we've been watching this for twenty six minutes." <laughs> it was funny that I realized I, I felt it in my bones. I'm like, "This is more Tim Taylor than I usually have." I can't like something's wrong. It's here. also all of Tim's most egregious moments. <laughs> uh, so, Tool Time After Dark, April eleventh, nineteen ninety five. The framing story uh, that we just mentioned, directed by Andy Cadiff. Written by Elliot, Elliot Schoenman mm. and Molly Sims. Okay. Uh, big fans of Polish food, I guess. <laughs> uh, and not a whole lot of writing no, going on here. Not really. Uh, I mean, although they do trot out some some fart jokes. I was surprised that they were able to, to squeeze in a Wilson scene. I know, me too. Me too. A Wilson scene that really... I think the there's only, no problem, so there's no reason for Wilson to be here. The only reason it's there, I think, is because they didn't have enough tool time footage. I think they wrote just enough yeah. Tim's story to fill in the gaps for how much footage they had. I also think uh, contractually, because if you remember, the episode opens with the boys. True. Uh, and Jill is in it, obviously. I think contractually they all had to be there. Every, and because of the clip show aspect of it, Richard Karn probably got that part of his thing fulfilled. Okay, that makes that makes good sense. They all just, like, everyone... Everyone came to set for one day yeah. and shot those bits, and like the boys left first, and then you know, Earl Hindman was there for, um, and then it's just uh, Tim and Tim and Jill. Tim and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of sausages from Poland. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, how did you feel about this episode? Dare I ask? I mean, I don't know. It's like, I, I, it's like, how do you how do you feel about like I don't know? Let me ask you water. That. I like water. Okay, actually, no, yeah, water's the wrong water's thing. Water's my favorite. How do you, okay, I mean, it's like, how do you feel about, um, I don't know, how do you feel about clouds in general? Or like, I, I'm trying to think of something. Ambivalent? Like, yeah, okay, see. I, I like when they come out on a hot day. Yeah, I like clouds. Uh, I don't love clouds. Are we talking about the clouds in the sky or the cloud-based systems that oh. store my files? Well, I mean... Because that made my life convenient. Yeah, that, that but also scarier in other ways because you wonder about who has access to that. Look, I mean, this episode... I've leaned completely into Skynet at this point. Yeah, you're, you're just... you're just You welcome our new robot overlords. I do. I figure if, if I just am on their side from the get-go, they'll spare me. I might become like a Renfield to their Dracula. Okay, okay. Uh, at a certain point. I would, if I, you know what, I would go, I would side with Skynet if I could just be like, if I could just sit down with Skynet and be like, hey, Skynet, listen, you're making these Terminators. I understand you're making the ones that are trying to go undercover. Fine, sure. You're doing a great job. The just basic battle Terminators that don't have skin on them that are just out there fighting. Why do they have to have teeth? <laughs> why do the scary, all chromed out Terminators need teeth? It, that's, you answer your own question. It's an intimidation tactic. I think the gigantic laser guns are way more intimidating than the fact that it has a perfectly rendered set of chrome human well, teeth. Well, let me ask you this. What is scarier to you? Uh, the Terminator that you just described or the the big robot at the beginning of RoboCop? Uh, I think still the Terminator. Like, because, okay, the big robot. Exactly. Because big... it has teeth and it scares you more. No, the reason that the big robot at the beginning of RoboCop isn't scary to me is because the first thing it does is it uh, shoots the shit out of a rich uh, executive <laughs> at a big evil corporation. Robots that kill corporate executives yeah. and, and rich people? <laughs> fuck yeah, those robots are my friends. You know, as I've aged and that movie's aged, uh, that scene traumatized me as a kid. So many I mean, people... it just, like, demolished me. But now, as I'm older and I'm like, I, I wish that that 
didn't that wasn't the thing that got me like i i, I shouldn't feel bad about a corporate exec getting i mean for any reason no one should die in life but it's not life it's a movie yeah i mean <laughs> i i mean i would i would take yeah i didn't my parents who let me like my dad rented fargo for me when i was in eighth grade i saw pulp fiction pretty like i yeah. i watched die hard when i was in fourth grade all this with my parents consent wow. they were adamant you you must never watch Die Hard. It is too violent for me. No, not Die Hard. I'm sorry. You must RoboCop. never watch RoboCop. <laughs> you, they were adamant. You must never watch RoboCop, Truman. It is so violent. It's just, no, it's the most disgusting violent thing. So I never wound up watching it until like literally earlier this year with a couple friends. We watched it. And so that scene at the beginning with with the guy getting blown away, I was just like, oh, fuck yeah, Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> this movie's going to be weird. Uh, but I've heard, like, you, like so many people, like my friends I was watching yeah. with, like, when they saw that scene, like, I was traumatized by this. It's compared to the other shit in the movie, it's not that traumatizing. The dude getting all of his, his body hand, parts yeah, blown off. Yeah, his hand off. blown off. Yeah, that yeah. was, I checked out, I mean, the, the opening boardroom scene was, like, it for me. I saw that, I walked out of the room, I could not handle anymore. So I didn't even see the hand scene until, you know, my 20s and uh i i seem to remember actually i think it's from the robocop 2 um one of the robots ripping somebody's head off and that scared me too uh, i think i saw that on tv um but i didn't even see the toxic waste thing uh at the end of the movie which also kind of churns my stomach as an adult i you know i i think now just knowing paul verhoven and what his deal is yeah. it's, i can watch it and be like yeah it's what i came for <laughs> Woo! You crazy Dutchman! Uh, uh, well, by the same token, Starship Troopers also kind of made me queasy when I watched it for the first time. Yeah. I remember uh, a bunch of kids in high school um, wanted us to... We all wanted to go see Starship Troopers, and I was very hesitant, too, because I'm like, an R-rated war movie? No, thank you. I don't know that I can do this. And then uh, uh, An R-rated awesome war movie. <laughs> I, at the time, I was still too sensitive. I, I oh, hadn't man. moved past that hump yet. And I I remember just feeling so sick and just dehumanized uh, after watching Walking well, that, that's Up. It's one of my what, favorite movies now. Yeah, it's but. kind of what the movies. Yeah, like sick and dehumanized is what he was going for. Usually, yeah, no, I mean he was successful at yeah. it, but I just wasn't prepared for that as a kid. So it's just him. Yeah, it's it's a Verhoeven thing. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see Basic Instinct as a kid. No, neither did I. Uh, the Fourth Man, I didn't see. Yeah, Showgirls. Well, we can talk about that at another time. That's that's a, that's a, that's another <laughs> podcast. That's a bonus episode. So anyway, I guess Verhoeven work is what we're we're doing here, uh, where we talk about RoboCop. What we talk about when we talk about RoboCop, our new podcast. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, they. Um, uh, w w what part are we at in the podcast? Where are we in the process? I'm lost. It's getting kind of warm. I have a new excuse to be bad. It's not that it's too early in the day. Now it's too hot in the apartment. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We were talking about personal reflections, and uh, do we want to wrap up that before we go into the episode? Yeah. Do you have feelings about this episode? What do you think of this episode? I hate clip shows. Yeah. I never liked them as a kid. I, I even watching, you know, in syndication. Um, I just I always got bummed out. Where it's just like, oh, this is my time. You know, between. Uh, when I'm supposed to be doing homework, quote, mm. quote, quote. Yeah. Uh, and before my, my parents get home for dinner, like, that was when I was watching TV. Uh, that was when, you know, uh, these, you know, TBS or whatever would play these reruns and uh, USA or whoever. And whenever a clip show came on, I was just like, oh, God damn. I've not... already seen this. Yeah. I just watched this not that long ago. Yeah. It's I... kind of like just a, a step behind. It's It's a step beyond watching it week to week on broadcast but a step behind binging it episode to episode to episode in the same night yes so you get it it's i don't know it was still a bummer 
I think that I, I think that never in television history has anyone ever said, "Oh boy, a clip show!" <laughs> like no one has ever been happy to see one. It mm-hmm. is a necessary evil that the uh, that productions basically have to do because they get so burnt out on making the show. But like. Yeah. I remember when The Office did their clip show. I think that's the last show that I... We yeah, made, you, we you mentioned that recently. Yeah, but, like, The Office did a clip show, uh, and that's the last one That's the last one I ever remember seeing in broadcast, but I remember when it became clear what they were doing, being so upset. Like, yeah. I waited a goddamn week for a new Office episode, <laughs> and you're giving me this? Yes. I've seen all these episodes. <laughs> like, sh- like I've, I've got them on iTunes. I could rewatch yeah. them. Well, it's funny. The clip shows have kind of morphed into... Um, these behind-the-scenes extras. Like, yeah. if you think of uh, Game of Thrones, yeah. it's like, get caught up on oh, the God, last yeah. seven seasons before you start season eight. Yeah. And it's kind of a, you know, it's not broadcast, it's not something you're waiting for, it's not an actual episode, but it is kind of a, a an extra feature that you can find on YouTube or you can find, um, you know, anywhere, I guess. Or or it's sort of been supplanted by <clears> the, <throat> the thing that comes at the end of... I thought it was just a Game of Thrones thing, but now it seems like every... HBO show does it where it's like after the episode the people who made the episode will sit down <laughs> and explain exactly what happened in the episode in case you're stupid I know I I every once in a while I like those uh the Bill Hader Alec uh, Berg ones are yeah. kind of fun for Barry yeah sometimes uh a lot of times it is just directors talking out their their ass I feel like it was the, a, the Chernobyl one. Oh my god I I have issues with Craig Mason just in general uh, you're not a fan of script I, notes I, 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 I listened for a while. I think he's got. A, I think he's very smart. I think he's got a lot of interesting tips. He's clearly good at what he. Do. I mean, yes. in terms of making money. I mean, in like. And yes, exactly. Uh, he he knows how to write a commercial script. Yes, I do not particularly like his personality. I think we would clash. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's not you know a judgment on his character. I just don't think he and I would be friends. Uh, you know, if there's one thing I've learned in Hollywood, it's that working with creative people is usually bad, even if you like them in other ways. It's just not yeah. good. I I mean I say so as a creative person, I'm aligned with his values. He's very pro writers guild and uh, unions and that sort of stuff, and anti Ted Cruz. <laughs> but just his, I don't know. He kind of has a humorless way about him that kind of gets under my skin well also when you're writing a show like chernobyl that is you know yeah, but he came he started writing the movie movies yeah he started he wrote identity theft i mean he's a comedian a comedy writer yeah who has written sh- kind of shitty comedies yeah i don't know whatever and, and i don't need to get into craig mason I, i'm, I'm not, sure he's a fine person i've not seen the movie i heard it was horrible but i have seen the house i bought with the money and it was beautiful <laughs> Hello, hello, Mike O'Kane. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, that's the that's I think the the overriding uh, thing there in his career. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So we don't like clip shows, and this episode really doesn't give us much to work with. Yeah. But let's just talk about what the frame story is at least, okay, and then yeah. we'll kind of get into where it took us. And yeah, I've written down every clip that we have encountered, so that oh, we can you, go through them. You poor thing. <laughs> so we open on a smorgasbord of food. <laughs> of Polish food specifically. Of Polish foods. Uh he Tim has driven into Hamtramck to get Hamtramck stands is what I heard him say. Yeah. Uh we stand a Hamtramck legend. <laughs> uh the grunt creep dances over the food on the table. Polish style. Uh, Get your dirty, dirty feet off the table, Grunt Creep. Yeah, no wonder people are feeling sick tonight. Yeah, maybe, maybe Tim has food poisoning. Yeah, he just overeat. Yeah, uh, and uh, the entire family comes down to to dive into the food. And Jill is like, Tim, I told you to get pizza, and he said, Yeah, well, I wanted Hamtramck. I wanted Polish food. <laughs> 
Which is weird because I've just never known Tim to have a. I've never known Tim to have any respect for any other culture. And admittedly, Polish culture is one of the whitest cultures. True, and it involves a lot of meat. It does involve a lot of meat, spiced in a way that isn't objectionable to to Tim. I mean, like he wouldn't. Yeah, I he guess... wouldn't do like curry flavored. No, he meat. wouldn't do a curry worst or something. Well, I guess yeah, you wouldn't really find a lot of curry and meat together, would you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, there. Yeah, probably not. Well, I don't know. There's some that have chicken and stuff in them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'm he, I'm a vegetarian now. I don't I don't pay attention to these things. Well, I, I can be. Have your, I mentioned I that your... in the last couple episodes? <laughs> I feel no, like it comes out of every episode. I I because I try and insert it in there. Be like, oh, you wouldn't <laughs> know about this. It's about meat. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, so Tim comes home with all this Polish food, and everyone does not seem excited. Like, it seems like he's the only one who really likes it. Yeah. And surprise. Uh, the, surprise. Yeah, he he jumps off that off that deep end for everybody. <laughs> uh, he, he said he felt the call of kielbasa. Everyone was saying, like, oh, the last time you got Polish food, you were up half the night with, you know, you were up half the night and in the bathroom the other half the night. I would I would wager Randy, who is the one who said that, that Tim was actually up the whole night then. If half the night he was awake and the other half the night he was in the bathroom, he wasn't asleep in the bathroom. You don't know that. I don't know what he was doing. You're I, right. I've had a few moments where I've been exhausted and sick. And uh, remember, uh, uh, I think it was season two. I got the flu. Yeah. Um, uh, At the airport. Yeah, yeah, while we were doing the show. And uh, um, yeah, there, there were a few moments in the middle of the night where I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired Yeah, uh, that I, I'm not certain that I didn't fall asleep okay, in the well, bathroom. Okay, well, hey, man, uh, God bless. It gets, uh, <laughs> it it certainly, it gets better. It got better. It got better. You got better. I did. Uh, so, yeah, maybe that maybe that's what happened with Tim. But he is not, he's not learned from the experience. He says, yeah. once you get started on Glumkeys, it's hard to put the brakes on. Jill says, I'm not worried about the brakes. It's a tank full of gas. Did it did cue a exhaust transition? Yeah, out of the back of Tim Tim's chair, and he it propels him forward into the screen and into the opening credits. <laughs> Glumkeys, G I... Officer Glumkey, Glum you. <laughs> uh, let's pause here. Okay. Do looking back on the last four seasons. Yes. Do you spring, summer, <laughs> winter, uh, fall? Do you does a a cold open stand out to you? Oh, man. Uh, we should have prepped for this, but yeah, this is going to be an we, ad hoc episode. Yeah, so. we definitely should. I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, a really good... Co- there was... Okay, well, I mean, one of the ones that they that they showed uh, was when Tim gets the paint sample of what Al looks like. Yeah. And then paints that onto the wall, and the wall looks like Al. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's... Uh, yeah, it's I guess that was a cold open, because then the there. whole episode was about... What was it about? Fuck, I don't remember what the episode <laughs> was about. But, like, I, I think, like... Like, bits like that, some of the, like, that I even wrote down because they show it to us here. That, I think, is an inspired bit of comedy. Yeah. That's really funny. It's zany and wacky, but it's not Tim being an asshole. It's kind of just a cool idea that they that they worked through with uh, <laughs> with some um, yeah. uh, paint. So, I like that. Um, yeah. it's You know, it's funny going through and watching all of these clips again uh, that they did because you start to pick out things that you didn't, you know, in the time before. Like, we were watching The Man's Kitchen and we all... We yeah. saw the candy bars in the background. Yeah, uh, when we when he was doing the the um, the paint thing and he put his thumb in there, uh, you were able to see the computer screen this time. <laughs> yeah, like the old DOS on there, and uh, you could actually read on there. It said Carn Corner. Oh God damn it, Landon! <laughs> 
Like, you should honestly <laughs> become a con artist. This is really too good. A carn artist. Oh, That's what I think. You already are a carn artist. <laughs> and Tim was a carn artist when he was painting Richard Carn onto a wall. Hey, there you go. Um, there I go. So, this is Carn Corner, sponsored by Tara. So, thank you, Tara. Thank you. Um, here's the thing, Truman. Sometimes when we record uh, batch episodes, I don't have time to ask uh, Richard Karn questions yeah. all the time. So I don't, and we've exhausted a lot of the trivia on the internet. Oh, for, we've, for we've, Karn. we've exhausted that poor man also. He's answered so many of our questions. <laughs> I have found a bevy of new trivia about him, though. Ooh, you've opened uh, a rich vein of Karn trivia. So here's what we're going to do we're going to play a new game. Okay. Uh, just to make this, to extend this, uh, this corner longer. Is this a carnival game? <laughs> you can uh, certainly throw a beanbag at a wall. Okay, give me a beanbag. I can see multiple walls. We're in a corner, are we not? That, that was I forgot the context of that, which is the milk bottles that you miss because they're impossible to hit. Yes. Wow, we're doing well here. Um, here's the game we're going to play. I'm going to tell you a bit of trivia. Okay. And you're going to tell me whether that's true or false. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I'm listening. Okay. Uh, well, it's interesting you say that, because this is a, uh, a connection you wouldn't uh, expect. Okay, so Richard Karn is originally from Seattle, Washington. Yes. We've established that part, yes. right? Um, so <clears throat> this bit I found said, uh, Richard Karn helped found the Seattle Theater Players, a thespian group which tutored many young actors who would go on to fame, including David Hyde Pierce. Really? Yes. I would say that that is true. False. He's not that old, right? He's not old. Like, he and David Hyde Pierce are, like, the same age. Uh, I bet he's, uh, well, equivalent. I would say within five years. Do you want to do a metagame and and see what their ages are? Yeah, let's absolutely do that. I mean, I've already lost this round. I'm as good at this as guessing if people were on ER, I suppose. Uh, I suppose you you can either fill this uh, space of me looking, or uh, you can edit it out. It's your choice. So when Tim... Uh, when we come back from the opening credits, Tim is uh, up in bed with Wait, did you leave the corner without me? No. <laughs> I'm just peeking out. I'm just peeking out. Uh, yeah. Uh, ah, okay. They are three years apart. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it would, so who actually did found this uh, Seattle Players Workshop? It was all bullshit. I made it all up. <laughs> Jesus, Landon. I'm lear- The big thing I'm learning lately since... Since you've started hiding the corners and since you've done this, is that I really can't ever trust anything about you. You are the talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, my God. Someday Matt Damon will play me. Oh, man. Did he play Ripley? I think he or did. Or was that Jude Law? No, I don't know. I know Matt Damon was in it. I, I don't know which one Yeah, I think Ripley. it was Matt Damon who played him. Okay. Cool. Let's step out of the corner, shall we? Nice. So, coming back from yes. the opening credits... Uh, it is 3 a.m. Tim is awake and rolling around in pain in bed. It's 3.03 a.m. Oh, good. The witching hour. Okay, so so Script Man isn't here, but uh, Time on Clocks Man is here. <laughs> calendar hey, listen, Man. <laughs> exactly. If there's anything I am a expert at on this show, it's calendars and time. So that's why you've got the gigantic uh, clock on your neck around a big gold chain. That's why they call me Flava Flav. Oh, and it's I thought it was just because you're so spicy. <laughs> um... So he uh, he is rolling around in bed, terrible indigestion. He has he, a tum tum ache ache. And what he decides to do is wake Jill up to tell her about it and yeah, ask, ask her to get the lactate or whatever it would be called uh, down in the 
yeah kitchen. and she's like why why would i do that you're the one who who decided to overeat yeah so tim goes downstairs and we then well you to... there is a fart joke in there oh right why, why would i get out of bed and she and and he says well you're gonna want to get out of bed in a second yeah <laughs> Uh, but then Jill, God bless her, she does not, she does not give in to his pressure. She puts <laughs> yeah. a pillow over she, her head. She doesn't. She just kind of taps him on the shoulder, which I really like. Uh, we don't quite go down to the basement yet. Yeah. We get a time transition. Yeah. Oh, two, yeah, like 3.26. 3.34 a.m. Still the witching hour. So Great. I just want to say Tim could be encountering ghosts. And ghouls. And ghouls and yeah. witches, I suppose. Uh, a ghost. But Jill rolls over to... to to tim and he's not in bed he has gone downstairs and uh, she thinks score <laughs> he left and he is drinking what do you call it uh like pentobismol what it, do you call like, that it, stuff? it's like the equivalent of like kaopectate or like yeah. or or milk of magnesia or something yes yes but he's got a, a crazy of. straw in <laughs> drinking the it, container yeah, right out of the crazy straw and just watching late night tv yeah, so he's flipping through. First, there's a medical show, yeah. uh, which is doing surgery. I do imagine that channel still exists somewhere. Yeah. Right? Just I, surgery I, operations happening. I remember coming across that as a kid on TV one or two times. I was like, God, avoid Channel 47 at all costs. There's, I find in, in on the West Coast, at least, all the weirdest shit is between Channel, like, between channel like 15 and channel 30 is where all the really odd like oh here's a here's a like korean language uh a bible show and here's all the telenovelas and like community access in like bulgarian yeah that's so i could see that being where the medical show is and always the the home shopping networks and such so he goes past the medical show then uh, a spanish drama of somebody in a coma yeah and uh finally he's like oh this is all stupid shit yeah. Let me put in something good. Better. Yeah. <laughs> me. Only me. Yeah. Uh, so he puts in the VHS and the very first thing, which is the very first shot of uh, of Home Improvement, I believe, is Lisa, the tool girl. Oh, is that the very the very initial one? Yeah. Pamela Anderson has the first word spoken on Home Improvement. God bless. Yeah. You know, and that is that is cool. I mean, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, it's good they they still kind of give her her due and like don't mm-hmm. just excise her completely from the process. I here. mean, they don't mention her at all. I mean, Tim does not comment on her one bit. Oh, but... Lisa, how's she been doing? Yeah. I wonder. I should beep, send her a card beep, 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 beep. to <laughs> see. Oh, maybe Jill is uh, in college with her. I, that would be an interesting thing. Although I, you'd, you'd hope maybe that that Lisa would have finished college by yeah. now. It's been a couple of years since she left. True. Uh, well, two years. I don't know how long she went. It was a trade school. Was it a community college? Was it a four year program somewhere? I, I don't maybe know, she's man. going for her master's. That would take longer. She okay. would have to go through a whole thesis process. Okay, you're right, Landon. I maybe un- she's going I, for a doctorate. I think you're undercutting her. A little I, bit. I underestimated Lisa. You're <laughs> right. I apologize. It could be. You know, it's 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 her story, not history. Um, we yeah. just on a side note, we haven't heard what school uh jill is going to yet no we've not no okay if she's going if she's in hamtramck i feel like they would have mentioned if she was going to u of m i think so i don't think she's going there no she no because she said uh, in another episode that she might get into yeah she might take her master's program there so that's where she's heading Maybe she's going to Eastern, which is my old uh, high school or high school, my old college. <laughs> that's your that's your in if you ever meet Patricia Richardson. Like, hey, we, I went to the same college your college your uh, TV self went to, but also my dad went to the same college Tim Allen did. Not that Patricia Richardson would give a shit about that. That's your in with Tim Allen. Good content. Yep. Um. So he puts in uh, tool time, and Tim cheers himself 
uh, when or he cheers when he hears his own name being called out by yeah. Lisa. Everyone's clapping and Tim's clapping. Oh, is God. so excited, it, which is the reaction that that I mean you have whenever you see yourself on camera. It's always being super <laughs> excited and happy about it, right? That's how normal Absolutely. people react. Yeah. When you hear your voice on the podcast, you're like, mm, I love that. I love hearing myself. So the very first clip that we get is uh, K and B Construction Company. Yeah. Their first appearance, uh, doing their cooking. Yeah, uh, on the air, and you know they make the uh, they make that grilled cheese sandwich yeah. uh, on there. I found a faux pas. You really? Yes. What's the faux pas? He puts the cheese on the same side that he buttered. Is that okay? So you're supposed to you butter the outside, so it, that's how it grills. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but if you're grilling it with just a blowtorch like he does, well, you're not going to get that golden brown. That's why it looks black when he does it. True. I was. I had to say though, it looked. I could see that being good under the right <laughs> circumstances. Like not if you're using your dirty construction tools to do it, yeah. but like. I could see a uh, a grilled cheese sandwich being cooked with an open flame like that being pretty fucking tasty, like Cajun style. Flame kissed like the man's kitchen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except unlike the man's kitchen, not drenched in salt. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, so I guess first uh, first impressions, you want to go bit by bit here with... Uh, I mean, let's kind of... These clips? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, let's go through them on a quick overview and okay. stop on the ones we need to. Yeah. K&B Construction. Yeah, I I missed them. Seeing them was good. I I wish I wish they'd come it's back. It's been a while. We're kind of we've th- had Pete a few times. But we haven't like had a K and B episode in a while. It really they, they jam packed it in those first two seasons and then petered them out. Yeah, I, I that's why. Yeah, they they petered them out. Uh, what I really noticed about this one is uh, he he puts oregano on his sandwich mm-hmm. and then he turns like he's had one of the guys throw it to him. <laughs> that's and right. Then he turns and he throws it back to Al throwing and it's just like one wide shot of him throwing it into the background. Al opens his hand without moving it. The bottle of oregano flies into Al's hand. Al closes his fingers around it and puts it away. <laughs> and it's a, like, I don't know how many times they did that. But, I mean, this, again, speaks to their goodness at physical comedy and, and yep. also Richard Carnes. Like, yes. J- like a really beautiful toss. There were a handful of uh, uh, clips here that really reminded me of uh, Richard Carnes' wide array of uh, uh, talents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also a lot of them kind of doing the same Richard Carn bits of like kicking tools out of their belts and tossing them around and stuff. Yes. Uh, but contrary to what you just said, uh, we cut back to Tim on the couch and says, uh, I remember that. That thing tasted terrible. I was upset by that. I was upset by that. <laughs> I like also that they felt like they needed to uh, they needed to go back and have Tim showing that so people would understand what the conceit of this episode was. <laughs> um, so then we go into a, a string of clips here. Uh, the table sander. Yeah. Tim, oh, yeah, yeah, I think just running across the table because yeah, he left it on. Uh, this is kind of a, a Fast and Furious uh, kind of clip here. Yeah. But, uh, then we move on to the flooring glue. Yeah, Tim getting his head stuck to the table. That bit, like, that I like a lot. Yeah. Just donk and... I actually, yeah, to me, a lot of these clips missed, they just, it felt like it was teasing me a little bit because mm. what I liked about a lot of them were the things surrounding the actual incident. So Tim yeah. hitting his head there, that was funny, and, you know, waving his arms in the air saying, we'll be right back. Uh, but the thing that I found funny about that episode was when he came back home with the table on his head and he yeah. and Karen had to, you know, spar a little bit. Tim uh, had to endure some Randy lines. It was, it was like, Randy set the table. Oh, da- Okay, Dad, come over here. <laughs> Bend over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Um, we go into Bob Vila. Yeah, Tom, uh, Tim knocking Bob out with a Douglas fur. Uh, uh, what I call the Bob Vila conk. <laughs> the Bob Vila conk sounds like a drink at a a uh, crafting themed <laughs> tiki bar. Honestly, 
and then we get our second KB uh clip. KB and the boys. Oh yeah, doing ra- ratchet rhapsody yes. for everybody. I had forgotten there were vocals. I think that they used a lot of extra footage yeah. that they had for this because I don't know, there were vocals in the original, but, but I'm not, I'm not saying like, that hi, they hi, hi. if you if you call those vocals. Well if you if you call forty percent of what David Burns sings in a lot of his solo work, I mean <laughs> most of his career is just gone hi, 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 that hi, remind, hi. That reminds me of the, the conundrum I had during that episode where I thought that that song that they did was burning down the house. It it sounded a little like it. It also sounded a little bit like kind of a kind of a variation on the home improvement theme i think that's what they were going for yeah yeah and of course okay so we mentioned uh wilson was playing harmonica a few episodes ago yeah um the guy that was playing harmonica in this band um i believe if memory serves me to our our trivia for that episode was the harmonica player for the roseanne theme oh that okay. jim prater okay jim prater is he? yeah he's the yeah. music guy yeah. uh the jim the prater uses man. so Maybe that was the same guy that was playing the harmonica for Wilson off screen. Okay. I could see. Yeah. That, so he kind of got, uh, you know, I haven't got really anything to say to that except, yeah, that probably is the case. That seems that <laughs> seems very likely. Uh, and then lastly, Tim uh, on the roof and falling through it. Well, one other thing. Uh, yeah, during, okay, during yeah, Ratchet Rhapsody. Well, no, no, no. I mean, it's just too like, fast for these. no, 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 you're not going too fast at all. I think you're ta- we're, this is the perfect speed to take this at because there's not <laughs> a lot here. But during Ratchet Rhapsody, you know, there's all these shots of people playing their instruments, banging on stuff, the guys dancing around, the people backstage dancing around. Uh, and then at the, when it ends, the crowd goes wild. People are standing up and clapping, except for two people in the front row who just don't seem that impressed by it. <laughs> There's a lot of us who are like, yeah! There's two people just like... I wonder if those are the same people who are like, you know what? I'm not going to get up with the nail gun shoot yeah. now. I was I was thinking that same thing because there's all two people in the same place. Yeah. In that episode, are like, I look death in the eye. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I don't care about anything anymore. Um, another thing of this scene that uh, I had forgotten about: uh, Jerry and Sloan dancing off on the sidelines. Oh, oh, I remember that because you made a gif of it that I I looked at a lot. <laughs> Uh, I just I miss them and I wish they were back on the show so that I can comment on them. It's too bad they died in that tragic gardening accident. Oh, Jesus Christ, is that what happened to them? I, that in my head canon, yeah. Oh, man. You know, Audrey too just ate them right up. I was hoping that we could continue their adventures uh, uh, separate from Home Improvement. Well, I mean, you know, death is only the beginning, Landon. That's the uh, tagline for the 1999 film The Mummy. Uh, so uh, at this point, yeah. Well, then lastly is Tim falling through the roof. I don't yeah. know anything about that. Tim falls through the roof. It's funny. Well, this is uh, worth mentioning that uh, they created new transitions for this particular clip show. Oh, God, they did. Because uh, this transition didn't exist there in the original where uh, the scene kind of uproots. It kind of flies upwards and you see roots hanging below it. And then from it, um, a claymation Tim falls from the sky. Remember when we were scared by the singing Sun and Moon uh, singing Get a Job to Brad? Remember when you were scared by Pink's wife on the slip and slide? Oh, Landon. That was just a like a magenta cutout. Oh god, Landon, we were so innocent then. We we were we were I don't know. It's like it, back then I was Mark Wahlberg at the beginning of Boogie Nights and now I'm Mark Wahlberg like it, sweating watching that guy throw firecrackers around and almost getting shot. Really <laughs> well, deep cut reference, but uh <laughs> that only means that by the end of the series uh you, you will be pulling my dick out. Well, I wasn't going to uh, quite phrase it that way, but if you want to. Spoiler alert for the end of Boogie Nights. You see his dick. Uh, 
<laughs> so at this point, Jill comes. We come back into the living room, yes. and Jill comes downstairs. Yeah, and we get a string. I, I'm shocked, utterly flabbergasted, that in a non-episode they still manage to make Tim an asshole. They had so little space to work with. They're like, we need to prioritize. If, if we're only doing one thing in this episode, we are making Tim be an absolute shit. Not only has Jill not been able to sleep since he woke her up, she's come down and then he starts shitting. And she says like, what happened to your hair? And she's like, I didn't know I had to dress up for your upset stomach. And he says, that's fine. I just won't look at you that much. <laughs> she wouldn't even be down here if you Ugh. hadn't woken her up. Seriously, it's it's hard, uh, hard to stomach. Uh, uh, just, just to start, yeah. Like just, uh, Polish food. Yeah, I guess. Well, I know uh, the amount of Polish food that Tim ate. Yeah. Not Polish food in general. Yeah. Um, no, we don't want, we don't mean any disrespect to the Poles. No. We don't want to polarize our audience. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll take a straw poll and see what people think. <laughs> uh look we're not pole dancing here we're not just trying to be you know uh, appease your most base carnal instincts well speaking of polls um let's go back to tweet time okay and bring up our our second uh second tweet i love that i did so many poland puns that you couldn't even do a joke you couldn't or you couldn't even like you couldn't even squeeze a scare in there on me i you know what uh i have to throw a few at you uh just right out in front if i'm gonna distract you with the others sure so uh okay this one is kind of a lengthy one. Oh boy uh comes to us from mason okay uh, one of our patrons and uh uh longtime supporters from michigan actually oh so uh okay here's what he says uh at this point you guys are over the largest chunk of slapstick and grunting uh now it transitions into more of a tra- uh, uh traditional family sitcom Really? Now it becomes a traditional family sitcom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind of dreading what that could possibly mean for Does us. Does mean Urkel's going to show up now? <laughs> uh, he says, it's hard to pick a favorite episode, but The Great Race stands out um, due to the powered-up lawnmower. Uh, the Great Race 2 is also good for a bit of Tim humility. Yeah. And as we... Spe- uh, <laughs> reminisced a few weeks ago, The Great Race is the lawnmower one, The Great Race 2 is the hot rod one. Yeah. Both racing bob vila yeah uh, and tim showing humility in the great race too because he doesn't want to ruin the hot rod that he's been working on for so long yeah humility only when it applies to not ruining something he himself personally cares about yes uh so he goes on to say uh in response to somebody else i think it was tom who couldn't choose his favorite episode saying um i'm more or less in the same boat i recall many moments but can't pick any particular episode i would hold high above the rest uh look if this was a merry fuck kill situation for, he just all transparency he did say fmk so uh okay i'm not, I'm not putting a swear in his mouth that, it, that's coming out of my mouth that's nice of you Landon. so mary fuck kill situation i would choose to kill myself <laughs> uh, wow the show uh was so much of my childhood i live in the suburbs of, outside detroit and my dad was like the tim allen around the house including the grunting except he was actually handy Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I feel like we would like Tim a lot more if he was actually handy, if he was actually good at what he did. Or killed himself. Whoa! <laughs> we are getting spicy at the halfway point of the series. Uh, so, okay, that's... Um, that... Suicide is not something to joke about. No, no, it's it's not. No. But telling a fictional character that he should kill himself because he's an asshole. Eh, you know, I'm that's saying it's a gray area. Training in the gray areas, and I'm yeah, okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, if you're a fictional character and you're thinking about suicide, please don't. <laughs> sure, yes. Yeah, no one should. Uh, 
so we co- so Jill uh, Tim invites Jill to watch this episode with him. Yeah, he makes fun of her hair. And and she and she, he says, "Do you want to watch with me?" And she says, "Well, I can't get back to sleep any other way." So that's pretty good, at least. <laughs> yeah. And we go back to tool time. More jokes, yes. more japes. And again, so we go to uh, the dry ice loader um, with the teacups. And this is another example of like, I I would say, uh, if I'm looking back on the last four seasons, this sequence. Uh, that they truncate here. We don't see the beginning of the Tool Time episode where Al is talking about the teacups and how much they mean to him. Uh, And we don't get the distraction tactics to make us forget about the teacups. But that whole sequence... I think is still my first, uh, my number one favorite thing. It's it's really it's very well put together. Like d- just watching the way, it, like Tim says, like oh well, the one way to get, you know the better way to bring it up is put a whole bunch of dry ice down. And Alice says, well, we need so much that's not possible. <laughs> yeah. And Tim just walks backstage, and Alice sort of put off by it and then starts talking about getting the scraper and then you just hear an engine fire up backstage and you hear the <laughs> audience start laughing and watching al reacting and trying to keep the show going with it yeah. like that is really perfect yes that, it's it's a great great bit well i just i think the the i think i even said this this is the episode that brigand was a, a guest on oh right, right, right um where it's just a it, a constructed joke that harkens back to the best of like Chaplin and Keaton, like where you set something up and then you move the scene away from the thing you set up and then you come back to it in a way that's completely unexpected. Yeah. Uh, they're Frasering there. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, this to me is up there with the, the best of Frasier. Yeah. Uh, that moment. Yes. Yes, certainly. No, the whole show. What? <laughs> that's that's my yeah. If you if you asked me to FMK Fraser, I would probably have to K myself there. But, um, yeah. uh, so we go from the dry uh, ice loader um, to the board breaking. The uh, the uh, Stuart Kwan yeah. guest star uh, for the the karate demonstration at the Fox Theater, which still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where Al breaks the board with his head, and then. Tim comes up and says something about like, oh, Buford tools, messages, we got them. <laughs> Which it was still, I still like that. Yeah, I, that I hated, laugh. I hated the, the, oh, Japanese Godzilla cat. Yeah. As he smashes his head. Or him repeatedly saying like, this is my show whenever other people try to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I really liked Tim Allen's uh, delivery of that. Like, I just hit my head and confused concussion line. Yeah. I feel like he's kind of had a concussion for the whole show. <laughs> uh, from that, we go to Tim Racing Bob the Lawn Lawnmowers. Yes. The Lawnmower Men. Just a big showpiece. Uh, doesn't You know what I actually really appreciated about this, seeing it a second time, is <laughs> Bob Vila's reaction. As soon as Tim um, flips the first switch, Bob Vila, and he kind of like looks at Bob Vila and goes, what do you think of that? Bob Vila kind of gives us... <laughs> this kind of like total snarl, like catty Bob Vila <laughs> two snaps in a circle situation. <laughs> oh my god, that really really cracked me up. Um, and then you know we we see the whole sequence of him flying through the entire Memorial Park and smashing through a sign for the Children's Hospital. Yep, take that, children. Town six ninety six off into traffic. Uh, yeah, yep. The great race, folks. Next we go to smelling wood. Yeah, yeah. Where. Uh, I mean, and I do like this one just in that the joke comes back around on Tim in a funny way. Like, yes. he's trying to prank Al, but then it wind, he winds up uh, being made a fool of where, you know, he, he gives Al the first two pieces of wood and then it puts a sock on the third one. And Al, <laughs> at first Tim is like mugging to the audience and Al is saying like, oh, it smells like 
it's infected with some kind of fungus. It's bad. It's so terrible. <laughs> and then he smells it again and he tosses it onto Tim's bare foot. Um, I, I liked I like that. What the, these these clip show bits really do? They do kind of through the editing. At least Al comes out on top in almost all of yes, these. Yeah. So there there is that. It's a kind of it's a good supercut of Al getting Tim's goat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with that. And uh, it, it does it, uh, it it super packs. That's not the term I want to use. No, obviously. no, definitely not. <laughs> but yeah, Bernie we, Sanders is going to call in and have some troubles with you here. Now listen, we got a problem with your use of the word super packs. The millionaires and the billionaires create clip shows because they don't want to invest the time in actually telling a story. Um, <laughs> it super packs a lot of Borland into a, a short period of time, and yeah. uh, I thoroughly enjoy that. What would the what would the uh, uh, very opaque kind of vaguely patriotic name of a Al Borland-related super PAC B. I think it would be Flannel Futures. <laughs> okay. Or, um... Because uh, I, I already know what it is, but go uh, ahead. Uh, what, what, what is it? Borland Ambition. Borl- oh, fuck, Borland Ambition is really good. <laughs> I, okay, either Borland Ambition, Flannel Futures, or, um, or Beard... <laughs> oh, man, Beard something. Uh, Enterprises. Yeah, Beard Enterprises. <laughs> Uh, but it's actually B A I R D. Ooh, like German beer? No, like a beard, as if uh, you know the kind of person, the sham person. Playing. Oh, it's spelled different. Okay, I thought I thought that that a beard was spelled in the same way as like a regular. No, I beard. think it's. I could be wrong on that, but I think it's B A I R D. I did not know that. No. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't even whistle. <laughs> Um, that shows you how hot it is in this apartment. Uh, (laughs) so then we go to Tim and Al using a potato to get a bulb out of a lamp. lamp, Yep. Yep. I I still stand by this where I I think, uh, Al was trying to get back at Tim for something because there's no reason for that lamp to be plugged in. No, not at all. Not at all. He knew that Tim was going to do that and, uh, uh, unplugged it. This is a, uh, a moment of Tim where I'm just like, God damn it, dude, quit being such a prick you know like, you, a lot of other words almost came out of your mouth there i saw, I saw you reining yourself back in <laughs> thank you for painting that to the listeners uh because it's very true there's no reason for him to be such a dickhead to him uh in this moment but he is and i guess that makes him getting electrocuted all the sweeter but yeah i mean yeah they really just have to set it up <laughs> um then it's tim and al playing with magnets yeah which is a which is a fun bit just in like i i kind of liked at first it gets stuck to Al and then it gets stuck to the TV thing. And that kind of moment of them squabbling back and forth about like, as Tim is trying to pull the magnet off and Al going like, slide it, you got to slide it. And then like, that's like the one time they're kind of, I love them both working together to fix this problem <laughs> yeah. and, and things getting more and more <laughs> fucked up. Um, and that's the, the last of the, the clip show um, or uh, for this episode, we're going to, yes. we're going to cut it here and go into another, um, part two next week yes uh i do want to take a few minutes to kind of wrap a few things up here though yeah sure uh you know what was nice for me uh watching all these clips from the start of the season i guess we're through uh, mostly through the end of the second season maybe a little bit of early season three here um it was really a look through the ages of all the calendars (laughs) you were noticing calendars even in these quick shots (laughs) 
Okay, dude, go. Just just hit me with it. Well, the early Pamela Anderson calendars didn't actually have the Binford logo on it. It said Binford, but it wasn't the logo yet. So I imagine that they created the calendar before they had the graphic designer actually design the Binford logo. Wow. Uh, which is very interesting. It is very interesting if you're interested in uninteresting things. <laughs> uh, another thing that I had forgotten about or maybe just didn't pay attention to was that from the very beginning – the calendar always had a colored uh, border around it. Wow. There are set designers and prop masters in the world who are probably very fond of our show just because they like knowing that someone out there pays attention to the work that they do. Uh, we we saw a smattering all the way from Lisa uh, holding, you know, in the, the leotard, holding the, the power drill. Uh, how could I forget? Through the mystery masquerade woman. Oh, yes, the eyes wide shut tool girl. <laughs> uh, all the way to, to Heidi. Wow. Uh, doing her thing. Man. Uh, we saw quite a few of them. Yeah. And it was good. I was good for you. I didn't even notice it happening. <laughs> I live in a in a timeless void where calendars don't exist. <laughs> How do you know what time of it is? What, what, what time of what it is? What time of day the day is? Uh, you know, I just, look at the, I just look at the sun, <laughs> which is why I'm blind. <laughs> you look at the sun and go, you know what? It's May 23rd. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, I, uh, this is a question I had about yeah. the potato. Are potatoes conductors? Uh, yes. I don't think they'd insulate. Don't they hmm. have a bunch of water in them? They do, but the outside is dry. Uh, I don't know. I mean... I think we should test this. Okay. <laughs> Let's Let me go break a, break a light bulb and then you stick a potato in it. Uh, why don't I break the light bulb and you stick the potato in it? Uh, you know what? I actually don't have any potatoes here. Hey, uh... potato, potato. <laughs> Uh, do you think a sweet potato would work the same as a potato? Uh, I think it would electrocute you, but with fewer calories and less, uh, saturated <laughs> fat. And, and yet also not taste as good. Uh, okay, so from the magnets we get a fog transition. I don't exactly remember what the fog was in uh, it was Tim, reference to. Tim has magneted the, oh, right. the camera onto his face and he's fogging yes. up the lens. And this yeah. is a new transition and one that I somewhat guessed but was too uh, slow on the draw to get it out of my mouth before um, before I was able to say it to you so you can't verify. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you not remember when we watched the episode? N- no. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you What did you just ask me? I just, I'm sorry. I just flat out was not listening. What did you just ask me? <laughs> I asked you about the uh, the fog transition. Yeah, and that it was one that I pictured or that I was able to predict that was going to happen. Oh, yes, but you it did. didn't come out of my mouth fast enough. Yes. Therefore, I can't have you verify that I got it right because I, I was too slow. You were kind of saying it as it happened. You basically narrated the thing happening. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, should we end this episode? Yeah, unless you've got more to unless you got more to do. I mean, we've got a whole other one of these. We to got a whole other, and it keeps getting one. hotter. Yeah, so. it does. Uh, okay, let's just go. And unless there's anything, I, here's a question for you. Yeah, were there any grunts? Uh, oh, there were plenty. I mean, no grunts in the frame story, which there is were, worth mentioning. So yeah, okay. we, we are we're not, we're not count- Yeah, we're not counting the grunts that are grunts that have that have already been counted. Every gr- yes. there's plenty of grunts in the actual clips, but we don't we don't count those. No. So uh, in the frame story, though, zero grunting, moaning, and and references to farts, but no grunts. <laughs> uh, that's what I would have guessed. Yeah, but again, I was too slow on the draw. Well, hey, you know what? I'm I'm pretty slow on the draw generally, and uh, together we become the slowest gun in the West. 
If you enjoyed today's show and you want to help others, <laughs> just, not even not even gonna acknowledge what I just said because honestly, I don't really know that I said it either. I was trying to give you a clean edit so that we can use this outro twice. Perfect. Go. <laughs> If you enjoyed today's episode and want to help us create even better content, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over on our Patreon. Yeah, on our Patreon, you can become a subscriber and get access to great content like our supplemental podcast, Gruntwork Nights, a podcast about everything but the podcast home improvement. Podcast, <laughs> the podcast home improvement. Yeah, I know. It's it's a podcast about everything except home improvement podcasts. No, folks. It's, it's weird that Disney just decided to put an audio version of, uh, of home improvement out there. It doesn't, you know, for all the complaints we have about the TV series, it is even even worse as a uh, as an audio drama it is uh, you know homecoming yeah. this is not because the the transitions actually come out of your eardrums your buds and tickle your eardrums which i do not want <laughs> uh yeah but uh, it's about everything but the tv series yeah. home improvement where we go on even more tangents than usual and talk about kind of whatever we want to and uh it's, it's uh, not like we don't do that anyway but i mean but it's just really like we feel completely unencumbered by home improvement it's true yeah uh so if you want to help us uh we we have uh increasing hosting costs here to bring you even uh, greater content bigger um, content we have the super nintendo episode coming up yep uh we might be doing a man of the house episode we might be uh these are all things that cost us money so every bit of support that you guys show us uh we absolutely appreciate we'd love to have even more of you you can reach us at patreon.com slash if you want to help others find this show consider leaving leaving a rating or review on apple podcasts and when they do that tell them what they get They'll get a pizza instead of Polish food. That's right. When you ask for a pizza, we'll get you what you want. <laughs> but only when they ask. Yes. No. Otherwise, it's Polish food for days. <laughs> uh, please stop by and say hi to us on Twitter, or Instagram, or wherever uh, we are on social media, which I should know it's only Twitter or Instagram. That's why I said it. Uh, where you can find us at GruntWorkPod. Uh, you can find information on today's show on our website. Which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter to get updates whenever a new episode is released. Get that sweet, sweet grunt count hint. Oh, yes, the sweetest. I'm sick of coming up with hints around the number zero. but uh, I'm doing the best know, I can, man. Creative limitations. I can't inflate that count. <laughs> uh, as well as get uh, some, some fun trivia. So, uh, until next week. When we finish this two-part episode of Home Improvement, I've been Lana Solano. I've been Truman Caps, and remember, if the podcast you're listening to isn't called Grunt Work, then you aren't hearing me say this. <laughs> That's, I think it's a joke we did earlier. <laughs> See you next It's a clip show. Yeah, because that was the point. Though.